be people after our time of teaching over at the prayer corner over here, uh, ready to ready to uh, pray for you or anything at all. Want to want to start off the year just being prayed for. That's one of our great ministries here as a church, um, and so we would love for you to come to to prayer in a little bit. Um, as uh, your lead pastor here. Uh, I have the privilege on most Sundays of sharing from uh, God's Word uh, as God wants to speak to us. And so as we uh, came into 2016 here, I I spent some time praying to really say, okay, God, what is it um, that you want to say to to this group of people that will be gathered here together as as we embark on a new year? God, what what do you want to say to your people? Because um, one of the, the things that we are very thankful for, one of the uh, things that we believe is that God still speaks to his people. Amen? Amen. Um, we are thankful that God speaks to his people, and, and we believe as we come uh, into this new year that he wants to say something to us. So uh, as I was praying, I was led to um, a, an Old Testament book, uh, Joshua chapter 1. Um, if you want to turn in your Bibles there, um, you can uh, turn to Joshua chapter 1 in the Old Testament. Um, you can also find it on that app that uh, we talked about. Or if you need a Bible, uh, go and put up your hand. One of our ushers will bring you uh, a Bible. We want everyone to have a Bible, especially as we go into a new year. This Bible is just your gift. Uh, some of the things we talk about today, you might want to uh, study or read about a little bit more. So you want to have a Bible, we want you to have one. Uh, digital stuff is great, but some of us just like to have that, the paper in the books in our hand. So those are available to you if you want them. But um, today is really just kind of a, a standalone message for the new year. Uh, next week, we're going to get into uh, our January series. We're going to be talking about living the passionate and purposeful life in Christ. And uh, some of us, I'm sure, maybe our passion has dropped down a little bit. Maybe our, our sense of purpose is a little bit lost or we're not feeling very fruitful uh, in that. And, and so next week, we're going to come back and we're going to start talking about what that life looks like. But uh, today, uh, I feel God has a word for us from uh, Joshua uh, chapter 1, and, and we'll be looking there. And, um, you know, as we come to a new year, I, I mean, it's, it's really kind of a time that is this edge, right? This edge of something old, uh, the edge of something new. I know some of us really get reflective this time of year. Others of us are just kind of like, ah, it's just another, uh, another day, another year, kind of same old thing. Uh, you know, some of us get really into celebrating uh, New Year. Some of us um, you know, just kind of get into, yeah, I was asleep at 10 o'clock or whatever it may be. And I can tell the difference because some of you say, what'd you do for a new year? Like, it should have been something exciting. Like, well, I sat on the couch and I read a book until I fell asleep, you know, that type, type thing. So we're in different places when it comes to new year, but the reality is it, it's kind of a good time to look back on the old, look forward to the new. Um, some, uh, you know, really for us, newness is something that we always talk about uh, in our Christian life because uh, we believe that God has made us new in Christ Jesus, that what was old is gone and he's given us new hope and new direction and new purpose. And, and as we come to Joshua uh, chapter 1, we're going to look at God's people that were literally on the edge of something new. Last week, I shared with you another scripture that I believe God was saying something to us from the Old Testament book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 19, where God was speaking to his people, and he said, Behold, I am about to do something new. Now is the time. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? He said, I'm making a way in the wilderness, and I'm making rivers in a desert. 
And, and it was a word where we talked about uh, a word of hope for us. Uh, because sometimes we find ourselves like feeling in a desert and dry and weary. For some of 2015, if we look at how we describe it, uh, some of us may say, hey, it was great. Lots of great stuff happened. Others said, I'm just tired. It was tough. Some devastating happens, things happened, and, and I'm just, just wiped. And so we feel like, yeah, I'm in a desert. I'm empty. I'm uh, in the wilderness. I don't know what direction to go. Now, if we have a God who does not do new things, if we have a God who does not make a way um, where there is no way, if we, don't have a, if we have a God who does not refresh his people when they are dry out, then we have all reason to be discouraged and to feel hopeless. However, as we hear about the God that we have, we have a God who does new things. We have a God who makes a way where there seemingly is none. We have a God who refreshes us to overflowing when we are dry as a desert. That is the God that we have. So we have a God, and we have much hope, and we have much encouragement as we look forward to a new year, no matter where we have been. And so... We want to look at not just knowing this God, but experiencing all that he has for us. Because it's one thing to know, it's another thing to experience. And it's one thing, uh, the difference between knowing this God who does new things and experiencing what he does in our life is often taking some steps in the trust and faith that we have in him. And so as we come to Joshua 1, we see God's people on the edge of something brand new, very literally. You see, God's people about this time, historically, they have been on a journey. The nation of Israel, they have been on a journey uh, going back. Uh, they were actually slaves in the land of Egypt. And God did a miraculous work to deliver them from that slavery. He sent a, a man named Moses to go and to lead them out. And he didn't just kind of lead them out in any old way. He led them out in miraculous ways of deliverance. He even uh, one day led them through uh, the Red Sea by parting it and, and uh, by freeing them from their enemies. And so we see them on this incredible path and they got to know God. They got to know the God who does new things, the God who delivers, the God who frees and provides for them. They got to know this God. And so their journey led all the way to the edge of what's referred to as the promised land. And they got to the edge of this promised land, and there was another uh, river there that was blocking their way. They actually sent some spies over to the land to check out the land to say, hey, should we uh, go over there? What's it like over there? And uh, 12 spies went out. Ten of them came back and, and talked about the wonderful things in this land, but also talked about the giants that were in the land and, and how fearful they were of going over there. And all of God's people, even though they had seen God uh, take them and lead them forward, now coiled back with fear and said, I don't know if we can go forward, even after God had shown who he was. And, and so God said, okay, if you're not ready to go, um, you're going to wander around the wilderness for 40 years that people spent wandering around, circling uh, in the wilderness because they had let fear define them rather than faith. They had been on the brink, on the edge of something new that God wanted to lead them into the promised land, but because uh, of fear, they found themselves wandering. 
And, and for many of us, maybe that's how we describe it. Maybe some of us have known this God. We know Christ. We know newness of life. But uh, over the years, fear has uh, defined us. Fear of uncertainty or maybe even fear of knowing what is out there and what is to come. And so we find ourselves either camping uh, on this side of the river or we find ourselves wandering. And it makes us feel like we're in the wilderness, like we don't have direction. It makes us feel dry and worn out. And maybe some of us would say, you know, that's where uh, we feel on the edge here right now. But as we come to Joshua, we see God's grace. Because there's a new generation. And there's a new leader. And his name is Joshua. And God speaks to him again. And we're going to hear what he says. In Joshua 1, it says this, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, who was Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan River, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Yeah, this is the calling that God has given to this new leader, Joshua, is speaking to this new generation. And maybe Joshua said, hey, can you get a bit more specific? And God continues and says this in verse 3, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory." You see, when God calls Joshua, he gets very specific about uh, where he was going to lead them. And you want to know what? This is not a brand new calling. This is not a brand new statement to Joshua. It, it had been a calling first to uh, his forefather, Abraham, hundreds of years earlier, when God said, I'm going to give you this land here. Now, they ended up down in Egypt, and God brought it out to Moses. And when Moses uh, led them out, God spoke to Moses and they said, this is the land that I'm going to give you. And again, they found themselves wandering. But now to Joshua, he says once again, this is the land that I want to lead you into. There's not a brand new calling that God was speaking over and over again. That's what he was speaking to Joshua. That's what he was speaking to the people of Israel. As we enter a new year here, uh, maybe what I would ask you, what is it that God is calling you to? As you sit here kind of on the edge of looking forward to, what, what is it that God's calling you to? There's a, a blank spot in your note that may, notes that maybe you will, uh, you know, think about some things. What is it that God is calling you into? Maybe you're at a point where you say, I, I don't really know. You need to hear God's voice. Some of us know very clearly. And, and you could say, as sure as anything that God has spoken to you, some of you would say, you know what, I feel called uh, to, to be a medical missionary. I feel called to go to this location or that location. Or, or I feel called to, to the workplace that I find myself in. Or I feel called to this profession, that profession. Some of you could know very clearly. Other of us, others of us kind of feel a, a bit uncertain. What is it that God's calling you to? I would, I would venture from what I know from Joshua 1 um, and from what I know about God, many of us, if we really stop to think about it and allow God to speak to us, Many of us probably have a good idea of what God is calling us to. 
There may be some of us who, who God's doing something completely uh, brand new that we never expected, but many of us, uh, we know what God is calling us to. Because he's been calling to you for a while. And he's been, been, been telling you, this is, this is where I want you to be. Let me, let me help uh, a little bit, because these are things that come uh, from uh, from Scripture. So God has spoken through His Word. And uh, if you fit in some of these categories, these things have been spoken to you. He's spoken to you in this. If you're married, God is calling you to be a husband or a wife who loves his wife or her husband. That's what God's calling to you. If you're a parent, God is calling you to be the father or the mother of those children and to raise them up in the way that they should go. If you're a student, for, for most of you, God's led you to where he has you now, and he's calling you to be a student, to complete that degree that you set on. If you are a, a worker in a career, uh, there may be times when God is calling us to a brand new career where, where he wants to say we need to change things up a bit for whatever reason it may be and he's calling you to do a new career but for many of us he may be saying you know hunker down be the worker that I've called you to be serve those around you complete uh, the work uh, for those of us who are Christians he has called us to make disciples it's a calling that goes out to each one of us to somehow be a part of disciple making work he's called us to be a part of the community that is his church He's called every single one of his followers. He's called us to sin less and to love more. He's called us to be people of justice and compassion. These are truths that he's called us to be. So yes, there may be times where we say, well, what's that specifically look like for me? We need some clearer definition. But the reality is we have some good ideas of what he's called us to in our lives. Now, I know sometimes we kind of get in this place of saying, well, I, I don't know what, what he's calling me to. And sometimes I, I believe that it is the fear that, that keeps us in that place of circling around. So sometimes we may have lack of clarity because we're fearful of what may come. Or, or we may not want the discomfort that stepping forward in that area brings. And that's what kept the Israelites circling back in that time. It wasn't that they didn't have the calling. The call was very clear. The call had come out, but that they were fearful. And so they said, I don't know what we should do. Should we go forward and take the land, or should we, should we not? What should we? God had told them what to do. They were just fearful of doing it. And the reality is, the calling that he has given you, it is a tough calling. There are things that will cause us to fear. If you're going to step in and be the husband and wife that you're being, it's going to be tough. There's going to be tough conversations. There's going to be tough times that you need to step into. If you're going to be a parent that raises your kids to, to know and to love God, that's a tough calling. To go into the workplace day after day, whatever your work is, it is a tough calling to honor Jesus in a culture that doesn't want to. If you are going to step in and say, you know, I'm tired of this sin in my life, it's, it's going to require maybe times of authenticity before God and before others. It's going to take some things that maybe we just say, you know what, I'd rather just kind of stay camped here. I'd rather just kind of spend time going in circles. 
But there is a land beyond if we will step through and hear God's calling and step and trust him that he would bring us to. I, I know this feeling because as I, I spent some time reflecting, I was able to get away the, this week and uh, spend some time reflecting as well and looking back. And almost every time I get on a little bit retreat, you know, things, you know, with four kids at home, it's busy, crazy, and, and you know, church as it's growing, uh, you know, there's challenges that are here. And so sometimes I find myself just getting before God and say, God, tell me what to do. And, and he comes back to me and he says, I've told you what to do. I'll go and do it. Let, let's be uh, encouraged. Let, let's walk forward. So for many of us, as we enter 2016, I want you to think about it. What is it that God is calling you to? What is it that he wants you to step into? Maybe on those notes, you'll put something a little bit general. Maybe throughout this week, you'll pray. and You'll, you'll take some time to hear from God as Joshua heard from God, as jo God spoke again to Joshua. Maybe you'll hear God speak to you because he wants to speak to you. Verse 5, God says this to Joshua, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Remember, God is speaking to Joshua who... The whole reason that they didn't get to go into the land in the first place, because Joshua was there, he was one of only two people, two of the faithful spies that actually said, hey, let's go into the land. He was there back then. And back then, he was one of the passionate young guys that says, we can do this, we can take the land, God is with us. When nobody else said no. But I don't know, maybe 40 years in the desert, or maybe a change in his position, it has made Joshua feel a little bit less certain, a little bit less passionate. And so God speaks right into that fear, that fear of the giants that were there. He says, no man shall be able to stand before you all of your days. Because just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. And this is, as we step forward in the calling that God's given us, here's what we need to know. Here's what he's promised. He will not leave us. He will be with us. He will not forsake us. And because of this, as we know this, we can hear God's word when he says, Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. In other words, I gave you a promise. I will lead you forward. Be strong and courageous because I am with you. And these are two words for us in our new journey. Because as we hear God say, I'm doing something new. As we hear God say, go into the land. These are two words that are going to have to define this journey. That we would be strong and we would be courageous. Strong and courageous because... The journey is not necessarily an easy one. The journey of fulfilling the calling that God's given us is not an easy one. So we'll need to be strong and courageous. He says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. We need to know where does our strength and our courage come from? God points back and says, remember how I was with Moses? Remember how you watched him lead? You were his assistant. You watched me lead him. You saw me faithful. It's in that in me, that you can be strong 
and courageous. He points to his faithfulness. And this is the reality. Because sometimes, especially as we come to New Year and we have our resolutions, we say, okay, this year I'm going to do it. I'm going to hunker down. I'm going to try harder. I'm going to do better. And, and we seek strength in ourselves. We seek to, seek to stay encouraged ourselves. Where God says, be strong and courageous. But it must be rooted in that promise that he is with us. We are strong when we know him. And this is not just an Old Testament thing. In the New Testament, Ephesians 6.10 tells us, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Now, that, that's not just kind of a nice little phrase that, you know, athletes put on their sneakers or whatever it may be. But it's rooted in the reality of who God is. I can do all things that God has called me to because God strengthens me to do it. He is the one who strengthens me. So sometimes we find ourselves thinking, okay, I can just do better this year. I'll do better. I'll get it together. When actually God calls us to give up our dependence on ourselves. Surrender our dependence to him. Because it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that it's when we're weak that then we become strong. When we surrender our inability to do things to God who is able to do all things and who is able to lead us. And this is the reality that we have in Christ. That we can be strengthened in him for moving forward. It still applies to us today. And if the Israelites back then could look at how God has faithfully led them, how much more can we today, when we have seen God faithful for all of these years, as scripture shows us from generation to generation, as we see the reality of him sending his son, Christmas, that great view of God's faithfulness, that he has not left us, that he is making a way, and he made a way through Jesus. And that today, even today, we can look back and say, generation after generation, he is faithful and he will lead us forward. So God says to us, as we're on the edge, looking back at the past, looking forward to the new, be strong and courageous because it's not going to be an easy journey. There are rivers in front of us. There are giants that will fear. But he says, be strong and courageous. Now, for many of us, what we have staring us in the face seems a little bit daunting to us. Whether the kids are growing a little bit older and, and we don't seem to be getting any better at parenting. Or whether we've had broken relationships or lost relationships in this past year. It doesn't seem like there's any direction for, for making them better whether we still continue to struggle with sin and our consequences, whether facing a mountain of financial debt that we have no way of knowing how to get out of it. Some of the things that we are facing are daunting. And as we look, we will be tempted to just stay on this side of the river, to camp out here, to say, yeah, maybe there's some good things there, but I can't step into that risk. Or some of us miss just to say, you know what, I'm fine with just circling all of these years. And we'll miss what God has for us. So as we view what looks us in the face, 
we hear God's words, be strong and courageous. Yes, parenting is a hard task. You don't know what to do, but be strong and courageous. God wants to use you uh, to uh, tell your kids about God's love for them and to raise them in the way they should go. Many of you, your marriages uh, are struggling and there's tough conversation. And I don't even want to go there because of the, the pain that may be there. But God has something better, a thriving marriage on the other side. If you will step in, be strong and courageous. Uh, for many of you, you're lacking purpose in your life and you just say, you know, maybe I'm just supposed to live out these days on earth. No, God has a purpose and a calling for your life. Be strong and courageous. You don't know what 2016 is going to bring. Where is it going to lead? Be strong and courageous. Because the God that has always been there in generations is still here with you today. He says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So be strong and courageous. Now, we still have the practicalities of how we actually get there, right? The, if, if you were to read through Joshua, you would see that it was step by step that, that God called his people to, to be a part of that work, that he didn't just clear everything out and just say, hey, go in and set up camp. No, he called to walk step by step in, in a relationship of faith and trust, looking to him. And, and he promises, God promises to God, look at what he says to Joshua, be strong and very courageous being careful to do according to the law of Moses, my servant, what he commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success." That's what God says, that he is going to lead them, that he is going to give uh, his word. He is going to uh, guide them along this journey, step by step by step by step. And it depends on faith and trust and, and obedience as we go. How is it that God directs us? Three things I'll give you. One is by his word. Another is through his spirit. And thirdly, it's together in community with his people. God didn't just say, hey, Joshua, time for you to go over now. He said, no, it's going to be all of you going together. As we learned in this past fall, as we talked a lot about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will guide us as well. But his word that he's given us continues to be an anchor for us to walk through. That as a community, as a church, we come back to that the Holy Spirit that God has gifted us, that continues to lead us, always leads us in line with his word. So we can look at God's words to Joshua. And as he said, go back into my word. Do not turn to the right, to the left. Let me ask as we get in here, are we seeking God's direction through his word, in community, by his spirit? Let's just kind of look at his word. How are you doing as we get into 2016? I'm sure, uh, like me, I can look back in 2015 and say, hey, I really would like to be directed a bit more by God's word than my own thoughts or my own feelings or opinions or, or preferences. What does God have to say? Now, some of us are doing great in his word. We're just kind of uh, eating it up. We, we've learned at what it says in, in Psalm 
uh, 1, where it says that as we delight in God's word, that we are like trees planted by streams of living water, who who's, bears fruit in season, whose leaves don't wither. Everything we do prosper. That's the type of people that we'd like to be, and that's who some of you are right now. You're being fed by God's word. You're drinking it up like a tree planted by a stream. And maybe there's some of us who are, are kind of brand new to this and say, okay, I, I got a free Bible. I, I hear something that's being said today, but I don't know where to look. I don't know how to make sense of some of these old stories that are in here. And, and I think you're in a good place if that's you as we start this year, because what we do is we love to open the Bible, to, to seek to hear God's word, to learn to hear God's word together. And if you're new to all this, uh, this is an awesome place to be. And I trust that God will guide and direct your life as you get into his word. Some of us, we've been at it for a long time. It's almost kind of like second nature. We can quote Bible verses. We can teach others Bible verses. We know where all the books of the Bible are found. For, for those of you who are like that, I, I want to give us maybe um, a little bit of word of, of caution or encouragement or exhortation as we come into the new year. <coughs> we can sometimes go onto autopilot thinking that we know what God has said because we know the verses, because we've studied them before, we miss what God may want to say to us today. Let me give you kind of this example. I was in Portland this, this past week, just by myself, staying with some friends. I was driving their car, and uh, I, I had kind of the, the Google Maps thing going. And uh, for some reason, I don't know if it, well, I was just kind of in, in my own mind or, or what it was, but I, I kept missing the directions that Google Maps was giving me. I kept just kind of missing every turn. So thankfully, if you're familiar with Google Maps, they keep rerouting you and sending you a different way. But somehow, I wasn't paying close attention to it. And so I basically was just kind of going on autopilot. I kept missing the turn that it was telling me to take the fastest way. Now, I still got to where I want to go because Google still continued to speak to me. And Google continue to recalculate based on my error and get me to where I needed to go. Now, thankful for God's grace that even if we sometimes miss what he's been saying to us, he's ready and willing to recalculate. In his grace, it doesn't matter if we failed in the past that led us to all this wandering in circles. It doesn't matter if we missed the calling last year or 40 years ago. God is ready in his grace today to say, I, I want to speak to you by my spirit, through my word, to get back on the path that he has, that we can arrive where he's called us to. And so, rather than just kind of thinking that we know what God has said, Maybe this would be a year where we, whether we're brand new to it, whether we're passionately doing it right now, or whether we once were passionate and delighted in God's word, maybe this year would be a year where we really get down and we say, God, where do you want to lead me? Where do you want to direct me? As we stand on the edge of this new year, we're in the new year, right? We're a few year, few days 
in already. As we stand on the edge, what is it that God is laying before you? What is it that he's calling you to? Because we come to this place where uh, we have a decision to make. You can read what happened with Joshua and the Israelites. They took those steps. Joshua went out and he rallied uh, the people. And they said, we will go. Let's be strong. Let's be courageous because we have seen God. We don't want to go the way of the past generation. We want to go into the new thing that God is doing. We want to experience it. And they went step by step. And even though there was a river in front of them, God said step. And they stepped and he parted the rivers in front of them. And they stepped into the promised land. They received what God had for them. As we face whatever may be in us, are we ready to go step by step, following the God who is faithful, remembering that he has said to us, be strong and courageous. So today we have a decision in front of us. As you hear God's word, as you hear God's voice speaking to your situation, will you be strong and courageous in him? Will you, instead of running from the situation that you've been running from, decide to turn head on and face it and step into it? To step in to be the husband or the wife. To, to turn towards your schooling and say, I'm going to be the student. To turn towards our workplace. To turn towards the children. To turn towards the broken relationship. To, to seek to find healing. To turn towards your leadership position. To step forward, not daunted by the fear, but in what God has for us moving forward. We have a decision to make. It's not a decision that we make based on anything else but who our God is and what he has called us to. I don't know. If as you step into the stream, if God is going to part the way and make it easy to walk. I don't know. Maybe he's going to call you to do some swimming. But what we know is that he has said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you wherever you go. And so I just want to ask the church, if you're in a place right now um, where you want to step forward and being strong and courageous, maybe if we could just stand together. If that's kind of where, where you want to be, uh, if you just want to stand, I'm going to pray for us. And for those of us as we stand, there are, we can look behind us and we can see all the failures. We can see all the fears. We can see all the things that have kept us from stepping forward. And we can look to our right or we can look to our left and we can see different options, different ways to go. But as we look forward and we see God, and even on a Sunday morning as we look and we see the reality of the cross, where we see God's faithfulness, where we see that he has created a way, where he has given us his son, he has given us his spirit, where he wants to lead us forward, we step forward in the grace that he has given us. So God, now I pray for us as a people, that first and foremost, we would hear your voice. God, that you would speak to your people. God, we've talked in a lot of generalities here. I pray that by your spirit, you would take these words and that you would apply them to our hearts. That you would give each one of us guidance and direction. That we would hear your voice, that we would hear your calling.
And God, for many of us, it seems daunting. It seems difficult. It seems uncomfortable. But God, we also hear your voice where you said, I will be with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And so, God, in you we take strength. In you we take courage. Trusting that you are leading us forward. God, we're desperate for your guidance. Where there seems to be no way, God, I pray that you would give us your direction. God, for those of us who are dry and discouraged and empty and devastated by the things in life right now, God, I pray that by your spirit you would refresh us, refresh us even to overflowing, that we can not only live our own life, but that we can live for you, God. We can live to overflowing. So God, we give you our lives. As we look now at the cross, Jesus, we remember that the great grace that you have given us, a grace that covers our past and gives us a hope and a future. God, we thank you for your grace and your mercy that we are not who we once were. But God, we also realize we're not yet where you've called us to be. And so we move forward in the grace that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen.